Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, it certainly was an interesting week for the Mets. They do have a five-game win streak, but they are without the best pitcher in baseball, at least for the next couple of turns, it looks like. Jacob deGrom leaving the game today after five innings. With right side tightness, that's different from the inflammation in the lat, which caused him to skip a turn his last time out. Jake threw on Thursday, had a bullpen on Friday, and then played catch on Saturday and proclaimed himself fit to go on Sunday. And it lasted four very good innings, but in the fifth inning, ran into some trouble as he came out to warm up for the sixth. Couldn't go. The tightness just continued and lingered, so smart thing. Call it quits right there. Go for an MRI, which he did, and we'll find out exactly what is wrong and whether it's going to be something simple and miss a couple of turns in the rotation. That's probably the minimum because you can't take chances with the best pitcher in baseball. You've got to go on the injured list, and that'll cause him to miss a couple of turns. Now, the Mets have a lot of good things going for them. One thing they can't do is... You know, let the bullpen implode here because the bullpen has really saved them over the last couple of weeks and has been as big a reason as any as why the Mets are 16-13 and 13 after 29 games. They have some games to make up. Most other teams have played more games than that, obviously, because they started the season late. But they do have, you know, they, uh, they have some people that uh, they can look at and go to at this point in time. Jordan Yamamoto. They have Joey Lucchese as well. Sean Reed Foley has pitched great for them out of the bullpen. He's been a starter before with Toronto, so he could fit in there as well. Jared Eikhoff is down at AAA Syracuse, had a very good opening start there. None of them are named Jacob deGrom, and that's the problem. So you've got to get deGrom back in the rotation as soon as possible. The other starters that are there, Taiwan Walker, who has been brilliant, I think, so far, and Marcus Stroman, and David Peterson, who's you know been up and down, but those guys have to give you innings at this point in time, or it's going to take a toll on the bullpen. Like I said, the bullpen has been great. During this series against Arizona, which the Mets swept after taking the last two against the Cardinals in St. Louis to give them that five-game uh, streak, the uh, bullpen pitched over 20 of the 27 innings in the three-game sweep. David Peterson threw an inning and two-thirds on Friday night, and then it was all bullpen after that. Tommy Hunter, who pitched two innings on Friday, then started the game on Saturday with another couple of innings. He was great in both roles, but he was the starter on Saturday, but essentially he's part of the bullpen as well. And then DeGrom had to come out early, and he had to fill in with Miguel Castro and Jacob Barnes, and finally 
Edwin Diaz coming in for a five-out save. That probably would have sent fear down most Met fans' backs a couple of years ago. But Diaz has been great thus far this year. The entire bullpen has been very good. You have Diaz, you have Trevor May, who picked up the save on Saturday. Miguel Castro, anytime he has uh, been called upon, has really done the job. And Juris Familia, I know a lot of Met fans are not in love with Juris Familia, but he's throwing the ball great. He has, uh, he did during the spring, and he has since the beginning of the season, too. And he has been locked down solid. I think it's now eight and two-thirds scoreless innings that he's thrown in a row. And the other guys out there as well. Aaron Loop has gotten the job done. Robert Gesellman, after being in the witness protection program for a long time and going about 12 days without throwing, he's been great the last couple of times out. Um, You've got Barnes, who I mentioned as well. Hunter as well. Tommy Hunter, a veteran pitcher. He's come up and, and provided some lift as well. And there are others there too. There are guys that you can pop in and out of the bullpen as well, Lucchese and Yamamoto and Reed Foley, who's come out of the bullpen a couple of times. So the Mets have a lot of good things going for them in that regard. But like I said, the important thing is that you can't overtax the bullpen at this point in time with DeGrom out of the rotation. The starters have to step up here. The Mets have to figure out their plan to move ahead. They do have a couple of off days this week. That does help. They're off on Monday. They're off on Thursday. They have the Baltimore Orioles in for two games. We'll get to that later with Matt Harvey returning to town. But, again, they can't overtax the bullpen, and uh, they just have to watch how things fall at this point in time and get the news on DeGrom and figure out where you go from there. My sense is that, yeah, he'll miss a couple of starts, but it's probably no more than that. Jake knows his body pretty well. He knows how to take care of his body, and hopefully all things will work out. Now, let's get to the rat and the raccoon, shall we? Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil. Well, they had an interesting get-together in the seventh inning on Friday night. Yeah, there was an altercation. There's no question about that. I don't know how it started. Uh, My guess is that probably Lindor said something about, hey, that's my ball, because there's been miscommunication between the two. It happened in the Cubs series out in Chicago. It happened a couple of times uh, in this homestand as well when they got back against Arizona. And, hey, listen, things happen. But I think they're past it. Um, I think this is a pretty tight team. Uh, McNeil is, you know, kind of a hothead. You look at it and, you know, feels he should get a hit every time up. And, you know, Jeff slams helmets and gets a little bit distressed when line drives fall into gloves. But, you know, those things happen. And like I said, somebody said something to somebody and uh, a little pushing and shoving ensued. Who knows? But obviously something happened. Now, the way that they handled it, that left a lot to be desired. You know, this is not Cleveland. And Francisco Lindor, who kind of took the bull, the the reins on this one and, and told the public relations staff, hey, I got this. Well, I don't think he got this, okay? That was the problem. He went in there and come up with a cockamamie story about, uh, was it a rat? Was it a raccoon? You know, nobody's going to buy that. In Cleveland, the follow-up question would be, well, how big was the rat? In New York, the follow-up question is, that's your story, really, and you're going to stick to it? So nobody buys that story here. It's kind of silly. Even Zach Scott, who was the GM of the Mets, said that that's not the way he would have gone. And that's not the way Francisco Lindor should have gone either. But let it slide. Let it go. Take it from here. Maybe the next time around, 
You can handle things a little bit better. And obviously, I think what happened between Lindor and McNeil, that's behind them at this point in time. They can move on as a team. It's a pretty tight team, and Luis Rojas has done a pretty good job of keeping them together. There's a lot of communication there. So I don't think it's kind of no harm, no foul. But it was a pretty silly instance. And, again, it's the Mets making a one-day story a three- and four-day story. That's the problem. Uh, When you have something like that, just deal with it. Be transparent. Speak the truth. Just say, hey, things happen. Heat of the moment. I think we've all been through that. No matter what level of sports you played, you've had a teammate that you – got in an argument with, or you had two other teammates that you watched get into an argument, you know, and things are forgiven and forgotten after a while. There aren't too many grudges that are held, so just deal with it. That's all. It happens. And like I said, heat of the moment. And that was a heat of the moment instance. So it happens. Hey, we had a little uh, set t- uh, set two, as they say, and, uh, you know, take it from there. That's all. That If you speak the truth, you can move on from that. And you can talk about what was a great win for the Mets that night. Lindor with a two-run homer, his signature moment thus far as a Met. That tied the game, and they end up winning it 5-4 in extra innings. So, you know, it was a great win. Nobody talked about it, though, because of, you know, the way they handled the whole situation. So, anyway, you hopefully can move on from there. Where are the Mets right now? Well, tough to say, actually, but uh, things are, are looking up offensively. Michael Conforto starting to get into the groove. I think he's 5 for 7 Five for his last seven with runners in scoring position. And anytime Conforto starts walking a lot, and he has, I think he has 10 or 11 walks over the last 12 games, uh, that means he's, he's staying away from pitches outside the strike zone, making pitchers narrow that zone a little bit and come to him. And he's, uh, he's making them pay for it. He had a big hit today. Mets looked good with a couple of runs early on today. A sack fly from Lindor. They had kind of a get him over, get him in. And then Conforto with a big two-out hit. And another one with runners in scoring position. Dom Smith, who's been slow. He was 3-for-19, I think, going into today. But he had a a big hit with a runner in scoring position late in the game to add another run on. So things are looking up there. And Lindor is, you know, at least starting to come around. The 0-for-26 was kind of embarrassing for him, for sure. And I'm sure it weighed on him a little bit. But he's 6-for his last 12. And, you know, is he going to bust out and... You know, start ripping the ball? I don't know. But he's a much better hitter now, and I think he's more confident and more relaxed, and and that's going to help him be a bigger bigger influence on this team. One of the things that gets overlooked a little bit, Brandon Nimmo, J.D. Davis, both on the disabled list. Also, Luis Guillorme, who's probably, you know, their number one sub uh, and a guy who can play multiple positions. He's on the the, uh, injured list as well. And Kevin Pillar and Jonathan Villar have stepped in and done a terrific job. You have to throw Tomas Nito in there as well. Nito has done, I, I think, exemplary work behind the plate, come up with some big hits as well, too. Pilar has played a great center field and chipped in with some big, big hits. And Villar, you know, some speed on the base pass. You remember the stolen base, per se, when he came home uh, against the Phillies, going from uh, third to home when the Phillies weren't paying attention. Uh, He's got some pop in the bat, too. So those guys have really filled in great, and and they've been a big plus for the Mets and a big reason why they're in the position they're in, especially with Nimmo and Davis sideline and Guillaume there as well. And I guess, well, before we get to uh, Patrick Mazika, 
We'll end things with Patrick Mazika, but uh, the Mets are now 14-2 and two when they score four runs or more, and they've hit four a number of times. Half of those 14 wins, they've scored exactly four runs, but that will tell you you know, how good the pitching has been for the Mets because if they can get to four runs, there's a very good chance they're going to win the game. 14-2 and two is a pretty impressive mark, uh, and again, all of the games in this series – were at four, at least in regulation time. Uh, they won both these games. They won 4-2, they won 4-1, and they also won 5-4, but that was tied 4-4 at the end of nine. So when the Mets can get there, it's uh, pretty much guaranteed going to be a good night, and that has a, a lot to do with the way they have pitched on the mound as well, both starters and in the bullpen. So that's a good sign. Uh, coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday, you've got – John Means coming in for Baltimore through a no-hitter his last time out. And then Matt Harvey for an afternoon matinee on Wednesday. So that'll be a lot of fun with the Mets and the Orioles, short two-game series. And I'll end on Patrick Mazika, who it's pretty amazing. Mazika already has two RBIs on the season, and he doesn't have a hit. He has it's yet to get his first major league hit. He had a little dribbler up the first baseline that was ruled a fielder's choice, but it knocked in the winning run on Friday. And then he had a bases loaded walk the other day to knock in his second run. So two RBIs without a hit thus far for Patrick Mazika, who's uh, filled in as well. Extra catcher. Uh, a nod to him as we go. Uh, we'll have more with the Mets. So stay tuned. Another Met podcast coming your way. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.